0: Welcome to the NI Housing Market Podcast. I'm your host, Chris McGee, and this is the place where we bring you all the latest news and updates in the housing market within Northern Ireland. So welcome to the episode four of the NI Housing Market Podcast. Uh, I'm Chris, and today I've got Kearns and Downing owners, Laura Kearns and Janet Downing. Welcome, guys. Thank you very much for joining us today.
1: Thanks very much for having us on, Chris.
0: Happy days. Yeah. Look, um, I just wanted to sort of start out a bit about your background. Um, I know we sort of chatted off camera there, but uh, if you just want to give me a rundown about you know your, your background and what you guys are up to now with business uh, and, and a bit about yourselves. Okay,
2: hey, Laura, you can crack on there, first of all, if yeah, you
1: wish. So yep, Laura, go ahead. Um, I probably started out in property maybe, I think it's 17 years ago. Um, scary that it's been that long. Started out in social housing. Um, went back and done a degree in it then, um, in property investment and development, and then came out and worked in a Latin agents, and um, then I progressed through that company and started managing it. It turned by the time I left, there was three branches, two agencies, and um, the Latin agents then as well. So yeah, it was really a good learning process. I left, um, and started up my own business doing property sourcing. Um, that's been going really well now for about three years and um, along with the source, and then we do investments ourselves so Janet and I would have investments together as well and then last year in lockdown we decided to establish Cairns and Dining Sales and Lettings. a couple of reasons why and um, first one was just because we had a lot of leads coming through what we do as investors um, and second reason was because a lot of the times I really felt that I was telling the state agents how to do their job. So um, whenever they were selling properties for us. So I just thought maybe we could bring it in-house and um, deliver better customer service to other clients as well.
2: Brilliant. Yeah. And, and yourself, Janet? Yeah, I mean, my background probably couldn't be more different to, to Laura's. There are similarities. Um, it's kind of a little bit like ourselves, even as personalities. We are very different people but I also think that's why we work really well together and my background would have been more um, around sort of solution sales within telecoms and software industries and so I actually my sort of first foray into property was becoming sort of an accidental landlord as a result of the sort of 2008 um, sort of crash I was gonna say wobble but let's call it what it was crash (laughs) Um, and um, that's really sort of what my introduction to property was Um, and over this last sort of number of of years I've spent a bit of time sort of um, getting sort of property education and surrounding myself with people who know more than I do um, and learning from them and as Laura correctly says um, we also have a, a development company where we have our own investments Um, And for me, I think that's a really critical point of difference for us as an agency, um, because even from the sales and the letting side, that's the approach that we take every time um, with our own sort of investors eyes um, and and how we would want to be be treated. And just on the back of that as well, sort of my background is very much around to sort of um, managing customer experience through sort of lengthy sales cycles and that's something that um, you know we hope to develop further within Kearns and dining to really um, give excellence in terms of everything that we do um, in, in the market so that's our goal and it seems to be going pretty well at the moment so.
0: And what, what are you doing differently you know just just from a customer service standpoint what did, what did you notice was bad you know within other businesses and you just thought well we could do this better is there anything anything specific that you guys do that's different
1: i think the first thing was communication yeah and especially with the clients and then the second thing was um you know as investors we know certain things that a lot of estate agents don't tend to know and aren't learned and especially you know younger agents that work in you know work for other people as such you know they're there to do a job every day um, and they're taught the basics but they don't know a lot of the complications that can arise within a sale um, and just having to deal with all of those throughout the years um, yeah. you know we feel that we can bring that to the table i mean every week we left the phone to each solicitor dealing with the sale um, see what each solicitor wants or needs from the other side and yeah. then um you know try and get those issues resolved and then relay that information back to the client just so that they're up to speed and know that we're working on getting this sale completed for them. Yeah. The come up. Yes, it's going to take a wee bit longer, but we're we're working on it and this is how we're going to resolve it. Um, and just really keeping everybody happy.
2: Yeah. It, it's also that experience as well too chris i mean laura and i were chatting earlier on um this morning just going through sort of where we're at with various different sort of um, sales and and lettings that are coming on and you know it's about having the experience to know and really sort of understand the market through yeah. um, a buyer's eyes as well and yes. um, there's a property that we've just had come on laura you'd been to see it a while ago and there was some really kind of remedial changes that needed to be done in that property that Laura was able to advise that would then sort of make it fit to go to market and be able to get the best possible outcome for the vendor. I think some changes with the kitchen, sort of a bit of a layout, am I right in saying that? Yeah, Yeah.
1: A bit of paintwork and um, not even a whole house paint, just an odd feature wall here and there. It had been on the the market previously and sat on for a year. I mean, in a very buoyant market. You know, no house should really be sitting on the market, um, yeah, yeah. burning out the time at the moment.
0: It's surprising, what, it's just, surprising what a yeah. lick of paint can do, and just something absolutely, possible. and it doesn't cost much. Like on the grand scheme of things, if you're selling a house.
2: Yeah I mean just even noticing that the property pal released some um, figures yesterday sort of around quarter one um, and also the Northern Ireland sort of price house price index came out as well yeah. and they were kind of saying we were Laura and I again we sort of reviewing that and reading it going you know average time um, for a property to go sale agreed 40 days and we're like not with us it's not for sure do you know what I mean so there must be something skewing there must be properties that effectively the agents aren't grabbing by the, the horns and saying listen you're going to need to do this you're going to need to do that maybe let's change that around I think our our. I mean we were doing some some work on figures last week I mean it was sort of on average sort of it was
0: in and around probably 11 days on the market yeah, Jesus. yeah. I, that's really really quick yeah we people- haven't Many people were going to view that like for like a typical property within eleven days before it was sale agreed. So
2: but that, and that's it. Yeah, that's the other thing, Chris. We qualify people as well in terms of, you know, um, less especially off the back of COVID and people coming into people's homes and things like that. Um, you know, there is an element where we are qualifying buyers before they physically go to view the property. Um, again, because it is such a buoyant market. Um, also, because there are certain things like, um, you know, you need to ensure that maybe somebody is in a really strong position yeah. Um, whenever they're going in to view that, um, because effectively they will want to complete before you know the the start of the pouring down of the stamp duty holiday and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, that one Laura that's come onto the market just literally within the last day or two. I mean, how many viewings are lined up for it now?
1: There's twelve. We were hoping to start the VMs on Friday, but unfortunately their daughter was sent home from school um the weekend or no, they got a letter from school at the weekend to say that the daughter's in a class with a positive case so they have to self isolate now for ten days. So right. they're also back to now follow the following week. But there's twelve in so far, so
2: so I'm wondering how that's going to skew our sort of average um, sale agreed times as well, too. We're going to have to take that, because um, that's something that's totally uh, just the nature of of where we're at at the minute and having to deal with sort of coronavirus. Those are sorts of things that are just sort of,
0: yeah, just have to get on with
2: it, really, and follow the sort of the health advice and
0: keep yeah. everybody as yeah. safe as possible. Absolutely. And see in terms of the actual, I know obviously stamp duty was extended from, it's it's to the end of june now for houses under 250 grand the,
2: yeah. there's a current off of it and then a further yeah, sort further of at um, september. yeah at the end of september yeah so
0: okay. so what, what like how have you noticed from because I, I i noticed within crisscross that people had started to die off sort of towards the end of march Maybe we were busy right up until the end of march but it's sort of quietened down a bit have you guys been busy from from easter onwards you know even with that the, the change
1: yeah, um, anything that comes on, there's so much demand for it. Yeah, you know, um, so much demand. Um, it's just there's not enough houses in the market. I don't think at the moment. Um, there's too many people looking, and you know, not enough
0: not coming enough on. Sell. So, what yeah. would you advise to anybody who is trying to, to buy a house? The minute or try and upgrade? Because th- that's why I've noticed everybody's upgrading for home offices and kids.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, prices are in my opinion, starting to get a wee bit elevated um, and there's so many factors that are kind of influencing that. Um, The stamp duty holiday, 95% back mortgages, you know, um, and we all know it's first time buyers that drive the market. So that's really going to help with that as well to allow everybody else to move up. And as you said, Chris, for anybody that needs, you know, an extra bedroom now for a home office or a bit more garden space, it's the first yeah. time they coming in by their house it's allowing them to move up. So um prices are starting to get elevated, in my opinion. So I think it would be you know, just go with your head rather than your heart
2: at the moment. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I think it's very it's been very sentiment led, the market. Um, and one thing that we're very conscious of as well, too. Um, especially sort of delving into the experience that we have, whenever a property is for sale, you've got to, as an agent, have a realistic view at what point you're going to actually maybe suggest to the vendor that maybe this is a good point to stop, you know, yeah. whenever th- there is bidding, because especially, well, clearly, if there is sort of um, a mortgage required, um because the last thing, you know, um that you can do, and the worst thing I believe that you can do as an agent is just to continue to let sort of the bids come in whenever you know full well that potentially that is not going to stand up whenever it comes to the valuation, and the, you know, for the mortgage. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, yeah.
2: So that's something that I think as well too that we're very good at recognising, um, you know, wanting to ensure that the vendor is getting a fair price in today's market for their property, but also on a, a, a price that the, the the purchaser is willing to pay, but also the price that the mortgage lender will be happy to lend as well and yeah. um, so that's yeah. critical
0: so if it's over if it, the price has gone up then obviously you know the, the people's mortgages are going to have to go up so you don't want it to be overvalued yeah yeah um, so yeah so how do you see it going over the next let's say 12 months now everything's starting to open back up again people are going to start to go out and spend money the economy's going to start flowing again do you think there's going to be a drop in house prices next year um or do you think it's going to continue the way it is you know sort of stay stable or do you think it's going to go up even further
1: that's a $100 question, isn't it? It is. It's a, yeah. yeah. It's, question. It's, it's so hard to know at the moment. And, it, you know, normally in years gone by, you could kind of say, oh, yeah, definitely. We've come into like a peak yeah. where really it starts um, easing off now. Um, but at the moment, there's so many factors influencing it, you know, and yeah. it depends what the government are going to do. Because if the economy starts taking a slowdown, you know, how much money is the government going to throw at it? Because with them throwing so much money at the economy last year, and um, that really stopped a recession that was, I know we were in a recession, but you know, yeah. there was a planned recession before COVID last year. You know, everybody knew there was a recession coming and the, the crash of the oil prices last year would have triggered that anyway. Um, but then COVID hit, but it didn't stop the housing market. As soon as the housing market opened up again, it was just boom. And um, I think after June, there might be a wee bit of a slump um, mm-hmm. unless something happens, you know, Yeah. If, Office workers are starting to be called back to the likes of England, London. There's so many um, Northern Irish people that were living over there that are now living here that have moved yeah, back.
0: That's I mean, yeah. one thing I've seen a huge. That? It's one thing yeah. I've seen a huge demand for. We're doing probably about two to three moves to or from London a month, which yeah. is yeah. We we only redone our website last year and started marketing for overseas removals, and we got a huge demand in them. Um, mm-hmm. and I I couldn't believe it, uh, but obviously just based on what you said there, it's it, it makes sense um yep, they're, work they're working
1: from home now so they can afford to pay higher prices for property here because they're still on a london wage
0: yeah um,
1: yeah driving costs up so it really depends on how many more is going to keep moving over as well yeah um, you know so it is hard
2: to say It is hard and I mean somebody asked me that question last week and I was like hold on I'll get out my crystal ball and you know we're in totally unchartered waters here I think yep. as well too um, and there has been that much stimulus in the economy um, that you know I mean it's going to have to start to kind of ease off at some point and I do think that once I mean is there about 5 million people on furlough in the UK currently I mean, I can't I, I I can't foresee how all of them are going to have jobs to go back to yeah. um, in, in, the, in sort of the medium to longer term. So I do think that will start to have an impact on it. I mean, I suppose if if this is a way to sort of view sentiment, I'm potentially um looking for a new house myself for myself yeah. and my partner to move to. And we've kind of put that on ice for now. Yeah. So read into that what you want do you know I mean it might be the right thing to do it may not it may not end up being the right thing to do but that's kind of where our heads are at, at the moment
0: that it, if, if it's a good feeling then it, you know you can't ignore it yeah um, I've got to say you know we've been in the people's houses and when people when people the fact that they are working from home we've went in and people are like oh we need the upgrade you know we don't have enough space here and I, I've, I've never like it, it will make you anxious walking in the, you know, bedrooms of computer desks set up and files everywhere. It's, it's crazy. So people are really, and I know you said about using your head rather than your heart, but trying to work in those conditions would be, would be very difficult for a lot of people.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah.
0: But um, it is,
1: um, I mean, I work from home, but we, I have, I, I'm very lucky. I have a, the luxury of an office in the house. So, um, the kids' playroom was done away with and (laughs) it turned into (laughs) a so yeah. yeah.
2: Got- and, and we see him again we have a, an office here however I tend to sort of uh, Connor he tends to get to use the the office more often than me he's kind of working off a number of different screens and things like that so yeah and um, he, he kind of he takes precedence over that but I do I do sneak in when he's not here you know but I mean you were asking earlier on Chris as well too about you know were we working from home or did we have you know I think ultimately our goal would probably be to have a high street presence
0: yes but it certainly
2: hasn't deterred I don't feel um in the current climate or growth in any way shape or form because I do think that the world has changed and it is a lot more sort of acceptable I suppose for for people to work from home than it ever has been
0: yeah I just I find personally you know I get I seem to get more work done depending it depends on what it is if I'm doing stuff that I, I just like to sit and focus on I'm better at home but sometimes mm-hmm. when you're, when you're doing sales and stuff, I prefer to be in the office cause there's a bit more, but even with a bit of background music and stuff, but it all depends on everybody individually. Um, but yeah. I just seem to find like t- this morning I was doing like HR stuff, um, which is something that is obviously completely outside of my comfort zone. So I came into the office this morning cause there was nobody here, but generally mm-hmm. I would leave that kind of stuff to, to be at home. So you're not distracted. You don't make mistakes. Yeah. Um, so I suppose it all depends on the individual.
1: Mm. it doesn't I think having that choice you know some some employers now you know they're saying right you're working from home and that's it and um, we're very lucky that even though we work from home we're out and about quite a bit and yeah. um, whereas if you're stuck in a, one room all day every day I think that be I
0: honest. wouldn't be able
1: to do that I would rather be in an office where at least you can com- yeah. communicate with other people and I think social interaction with other people as well is very important
0: for So I think sure.
1: yeah the perfect balance is just having you know the right mix for whatever way it suits you.
0: Yep. And so final question then, um, you know, if anybody is, I know sort of, we're sort of nearing the end of the stamp duty, if anybody is looking to buy at the moment, what what, are, what is your advice to them? You know, if they are thinking about just grabbing that final push.
2: I, I mean, ultimately, um, if they're wanting to get it through before the, uh, the first phase of the stamp duty, I, I don't know. I mean, I think if they were cash purchasers, it certainly would be um, a better option for them. And um, I do also think, though, that sometimes people, you know, there is a very different mentality when you're buying as an investment versus when you're buying for your home. Um, and that's something as well to sort of consider. And if people sort of sit down and sort of make that decision of, look, like, as, as we said, you know, hearts um, are reeling heads right now um, when it does come to sort of homeowner purchases um, and if they can sort of uh, you know the impact of that if they did end up missing out on that sort of first tranche of the stamp duty holiday will you know spread over the length of time that they're planning to stay there it wouldn't be such a big hit
0: Yeah, you know and I, I was always at the at the thought because obviously uh, we speak to people and they say that they've, you know that they were in a bit more and they've actually probably overpaid for houses so over the you know they're probably overpaid a lot more than what the stamp duty was going to cost them but it just seems more because it's an initial three percent you know lump sum payment but over the course of the year it's going to cost you a lot more than that yeah
1: yeah and that just comes down to heart over head again you know i just yeah
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean first thing first thing you're taught when buying property yeah
2: That's, you know, something that's sort of said to me quite frequently is you know what's the upside what's the downside can you handle downside and if the answer to that is yes well then that's that's where you kind of go with it. Um, And, you know, people will know their own circumstances they will know the levels to which sort of they're comfortable going to um, and. You know it is such a personal journey buying a house you know to each person and every single circumstance is different um but as i say you know it, it is we've said all along it is very difficult to see where it's all going to go and where it's all going to end up
0: yeah well brilliant guys Look, really appreciate your time today thank you very much for coming on um, thanks,
2: for again. thanks for having us chris really you're, appreciate it
0: you're very welcome
2: Can we also just say that we'd love to be able to, um, as a new burgeoning business, and we're really trying to grow our sort of um, brand, we love seeing our boards whenever we're out and about. So we're more than happy for any of your listeners um, to your podcast or any of your clients to offer a £200 referral fee for any new instructions for sales um that come on board so they would just potentially um quote crisscross to us and we'll be happy to to move that forward for them
0: brilliant look i'll post it all over my socials today brilliant because um, uh, quite a quite a few on facebook um i could even put a few quid behind it for you to try and reach the people that we, we normally reach because our the way we've got our advertising is, is quite good now so i'll we'll put put a bit of put a couple of quid behind it for you and try and get it out there excellent Thanks. All right Perfect. guys.
2: Perfect. Thank Good you so much for your time. Good to catch up. Thanks, you guys. Bye bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening to the NI Housing Market podcast. If you find this podcast valuable, then please subscribe and leave us some feedback. We'll be back very soon.